Welcome to the Goddess and Sweats podcast. I am your host, Kristen Louise. I am so honored you're here. The goddess is a warrior, as is the god. As we go through life, we come across trials and teachings in business, personal matters, and matters of spiritual growth. And in here, we are covering them all. Today, I have an incredibly special guest, Anna Hume. Anna's been through the dark night a few times, and she has come out the other side stronger and more sure of her path. Being raised in a Christian home, Anna never felt as if she fit in, and she never really believed as her family did. It wasn't until she fully opened herself up to other beliefs did Anna truly find her own path. Anna has combined a mixture of Norse paganism, Celtic, and Druidry to construct her own perfect path, and now Anna helps others define, refine, and individualize their own unique pagan path. Today, Anna and I are going on a journey with you, a journey of self-discovery in how to navigate the dark night and the importance of shadow work to help you fully become who you are as you progress on your spiritual journey. Shadow work is not something to fear, but is necessary to embrace if you're gonna make it through the dark night. Anna will be talking about her journey on her spiritual path and how her experience with the dark night is now spurring her to help others navigate the dark night and come out the other end stronger and more sure of themselves. Okay, here we go. So I am incredibly excited. I have a special guest on our Goddess and Sweats podcast today, Anna Hume, and she is going to be talking about, well, a few things, but we're going to be focusing, 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 that's the word, specifically on going through the dark night in your spiritual growth um, and also doing your shadow work. And I really love Anna's perspective on shadow work and how she looks at it because we tend to think of shadow work as negative, but there's another side to it, which we'll get to in a minute. So Anna, I'm so happy to have you here. Please come on in and just share a little bit about who you are um, and a little bit about your journey. Okay, um, I'm ex- I'm super excited to do this. It's it's uh, going to be a lot of fun. Um, well, like you said, my name is Anna Hume, and um, I grew up in a predominantly Christian, predominantly a, a totally Christian home, and um, uh, what I consider toxic Christianity. I don't consider all Christianity toxic, but there are aspects that can be, and what I grew up in was very toxic. Um, when I was when I was a teenager, I was uh, sexually assaulted multiple times uh, until I became pregnant. And uh, there were certain members of my family that were involved in that. And uh, I was trying so hard to be a Christian, trying so hard to talk to to uh, God and Jesus, and it never worked. Um, I never felt a connection. And in fact, when I became pregnant, the deacon of my church dragged me up to the front and told the whole congregation that I was a sinner. I had become pregnant and I was going to hell. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that was, uh, that kind of put the nail in the coffin of my uh, Christian beliefs. And, um, what happened in that time, of course, I became extremely depressed and 
tried multiple times to kill myself or at least um, became, came up with a plan several times. And um, that's when I first was contacted by the goddess Sif. Um, she is a, she's a Norse goddess. She's the wife of Thor and she's also the champion of women who have been abused. Um, of course, at the time when she came to me, I just thought it was my imagination. And um, she really, she brought me up out of the, the, my depression and she gave me reason to live and she took all that on herself. And as I got older, I realized that I, it was actually a goddess and not, I wasn't crazy. Isn't that a and, nice feeling to know it's not, you're not crazy? <laughs> that is a very nice feeling. <laughs> and um, so I started digging more into that and started really looking more into that. And um, of course, the first one, well, I'm not going to say it, of course, but like many people, the first one I looked to was Wicca. And um, that really didn't, it, it didn't really sit with me. And then I looked into Druidry and, and Celtic. And they were close. And when I started looking into the Norse paganism is when I found Sif again. And that is when uh, the other gods started speaking to me. And that's, um, I, am a, I am now, I'm Thor sworn. I mean, I'm sworn to Thor and I'm also Freya sworn. And it's an amazing experience to find where you belong in your spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And so just um, before we jump into the, to the dark night and the um, shadow work, what does it mean to be sworn to Thor when you're sworn to a God? What does that mean? It means um, when you're, when you're sworn in my, in my opinion, you know, everyone has different opinions, mm -hmm. but for me being sworn to Thor and sworn to Freya is um, I call on them first, unless there's a, unless there's a specific, like Salween's coming up, I'll, I'll be calling on Morgan because that's, that's her deal. But I call on Thor and Freya first, and I actually do daily devotions with them, both of them every day. And I can feel them the strongest. They come to me more often than the others. That's to me what being sworn to them. And also if there's, if Thor asked me to do something and then um, Odin asked me to do something and they're conflicting, I'll choose Thor, obviously, because I'm sworn to him. So that's, that's basically what it means in a nutshell. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's kind of like your go-tos, right? These yes. are the go-to people that are gods that I, um, that I will just take their advice before taking somebody else's. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. That is great. And so as you carried on, as you discovered your spiritual path, um, and anyone who's followed their spiritual path has come across this point in time where things just go silent. It's like radio silence. All you hear is static on the other hand, the communication between you and your spirit guides or you and the gods or you and your ancestors aren't happening. So share your first, and this is what you refer to as the dark night. Yes. So share a little bit about the first time that happened to you. Cause I the think this is a great story. The first time that happened to me, um, I had just you know, it seemed like I just started, you know, with it. And then they all went silent. 
and I was still battling the inbred uh, beliefs of Christianity, the heaven, hell, evil, sin, and all that. And so when they went silent, the first thought I had was, my parents were right, I'm going to hell. You know, that was the first thing that, that popped, that, and I was actually obsessed with that thought for the longest time. I went back to church, to the church, and I tried and tried, got baptized again, and tried and tried, and nothing. And it was just nothing. Uh, so I thought, well, I'm just crazy. I am a stark raving lunatic. And um, so I just, I stopped doing everything. I stopped uh, going to church. I stopped going, uh, trying to look for the gods. I stopped doing any devotions. I stopped meditating. I stopped everything. And I just got to a point where I couldn't anymore. So I actually began meditating again because of health, health reasons. And after I started meditating and getting back into it, training my monkey brain again, I started hearing them again. They came back and they started talking. And then I realized I'm not crazy. It was just them letting me grow. And I make it sound like it was like really quick. And it wasn't. It was like four years, three, three years. It was a long time. <laughs> so it was painful. It was hard. And it was scary. And I actually, because I, I feel like I'm rambling, but I'm not meaning to. It's hmm. Ramble away. You have permission. <laughs> When the reason I started meditating again is because I was diagnosed with uh, thoracic outlet syndrome bilaterally. And in a nutshell, it means my arms go numb all the time. And if that hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't have started meditating. So I think that was um, basically the gods be like, okay, we gave you the chance. So now we're going to have to fit, force you to come out of this. And so now, I'm, even though I, it's still, it's painful, physically painful, I thank, I thank the gods for doing that, if that makes any sense at all. Makes a lot of sense, because sometimes you do just need that push, right? That push yes. again. And what I found really interesting, and I think this is a very common, um, I know for me, I felt this too, when all that happens, like, I am going crazy. And you start really questioning, like, you know, did, is this? is this really the path I'm supposed to go to? Maybe I need to deviate back. You're really trying to find where you fit. Yeah. Um, and so I, I like to hear that it's, this is a commonality across the board that I've heard from many people that it's quite normal and a, quite a common response to possibly when you go through the dark night to revert back to old ways or want to revisit old belief systems because you're trying to find the connection again. Um, and I've also found too that, and I found this with myself as well, just like with you, when you don't do it, when you don't give the inner work and do that, you know, quiet and just let's do it. You do some, something will come up. That's going to push you to do it. Mm -hmm, exactly. Which is really fascinating. So it's there. And in that, that's where you can tell for sure that no, they haven't left you. They're just, it's like a parent giving their kids space. Yes, exactly. Discover, right. And th to me, that's one of the most important things to remember about the dark knot. You know, especially if it's your first one, because the first one usually comes 
really quick after you begin a path. They are there. They are listening. They are holding you and they are loving you. You just can't feel it. And that's the biggest to me that when I realized that and that what made the second one I went through easier, knowing that even though I couldn't feel them, they were there and they were waiting. And that's that's one thing that's not talked about a lot. I've, I've noticed people aren't saying that they are actually there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. We always go back to the love and light thing. And it's like, no, sometimes you got to embrace the dark part, right? The dark night. Exactly. And um, I'm sure you found this too, that there's a lot of power. Like I found for me, the warrior power really comes out a lot stronger when I'm going through the dark night, because you kind of have to learn how to rely on yourself and trust your own intuition. And I think that's another key point um, is giving you the opportunity to really hear your intuition and start to trust it. Yes, exactly. As well. Oh, that's great. And the dark night is also a point in time when you have the first one you go through because it's new and, you know, there's things you need to grow. But every grow, every dark night is about death. And that's what I, I tell people. And they're like, oh, my God, what? You know, it's not, you know, you're not going to die. Not that you kind of have, death. <laughs> yeah. There are parts of you that need to die. There is either limiting belief or maybe the old uh, religious beliefs that you were brought with. Something, a part. So there's a part of your personality, a part of something that you have to get rid of, and that's scary for a lot of people. Thinking that I have to get rid of this part of my life, I have to cut it out. Yeah, you do, absolutely. And two, I think um, the thing with that, even though it's scary to do, if we can maybe shift from the focus on how scary it is to lose this part of you or to let that part die and focus on how much room it opens you up, it does. how much more it's- space it creates for you to really grow into who you are as fully exactly. as you possibly can. Exactly. You know, for instance, like if you're holding on to the Christian beliefs that you don't actually believe you're holding on to that, but you don't realize you're holding on to that. Once you let that go, then whatever your path is, whatever your gods are, explode because you now have all this extra room for them to come in and they will all the time. They will fill the space. You will not be an empty void. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so this ties in with the shadow work because when you're in the dark night, It's always tied in with shadow work. And I really enjoyed your perspective on shadow work because this isn't even something that I really thought of until we spoke. Um, And we'll get there in a second, but let's talk a little bit about shadow work and what that really is. What does it mean? Okay, shadow work for one, it's not evil. And let's just put that out there real quick. It's not evil. Um, It's not negative. We all have a shadow. If you don't believe you have a shadow, just walk outside during the daytime. And look down, you'll see your shadow. It's a part of you. So it's neither good, it's neither e- or evil. It is. That's all it is. And shadow work is looking at every part of yourself, the good, the bad, and the absolutely ugly, and accepting it. Accepting it and loving it because you are looking at you. 
And then after you accept it, then you can start working on improving the areas of your life that you want to improve upon. That is such a great description of what shadow work is because we do, and I know I did at the beginning, had this belief that the shadow work is all this terrible, icky, muddy stuff, which some of it might be depending on perception of what you would perceive as bad. But you brought up something really interesting in that the shadow work is not always just the negative things you see about yourself, but it's the positive things that you might be repressing and not exactly. actually recognizing your, about yourself. Can you share a little bit on, on that aspect of it? Well, anytime that you don't acknowledge something of yourself, it's going to be in your shadow, no matter if it's good or evil. And most things are, are neutral anyway. But one example that I think is, is we'll bring it home to a lot of people, a woman who is a single parent, it takes bravery, compassion, resilience to every day, get up, go to work, take care of their children, do what needs to be done. But if you go ask that woman, I mean, I bet if you can, you can go poll, poll 50 single, single mothers and maybe 10 of them will see that they're compassionate, brave, and resilient. That is in their shadow. The bravery and the compassion, the resilience, anything else that they don't recognize is in their shadow. And you cannot fully embody those positive aspects until you do shadow work. And once you do shadow work and you realize I am a compassionate person, I am brave, then you can start actually living it day to day in the light. Mm, that is excellent. Excellent. Because like I said before, Anna, you know, when we think, when at least I know when I thought of shadow work at the beginning, I was like, oh, now I got to face all those things about myself that I really don't like <laughs> and forgetting, or maybe just not even in my awareness that no, you know, the shadow work is the things that people are telling me that I am, that I don't believe exactly that I don't recognize in myself in that. Um, and so really doing your shadow work, not only does it help you accept the things that maybe you don't like about yourself, but it gives you an opportunity to adjust it, change it, but it also gives you the opportunity to come out and really own those things that you are. Because honestly, if one person tells you something, you can kind of him and haw, two people tell yeah. you something, okay, might want to look at this. If you have five, this is definitely something you want to explore. Exactly. <laughs> if you have multiple people telling you that you are brave, you're courageous, you're compassionate, you might want to take a look at it and start believing them exactly <laughs> oh that's so great um any other any other things you want to share Anna on shadow work and the importance of it well the reason shadow work is important is not only so you can embody the positive aspects you know because there are negative aspects of everybody I've lied I've done shameful things you know I've been jealous all these all these things you know and everyone has those things if you don't recognize those parts of yourself and accept them and do the shadow work to, um, you know, work with them, then they're going to come up in your life. You're going to be, you know, yelling at your husband because he looked at you funny. You know, you're going to be getting super depressed because someone didn't like a status. You know, these these weird little things that... If you do the shadow work, won't even matter because it won't even 
go on your radar, become these huge, huge things. So it's things that you, it, you know, if you don't work your shadow, your shadow will work you, obviously, you know, because it will take over. It's like, um, I like to call it a monster in a cage. If you put a monster in a cage, at first you have to, in order to put the monster in the cage, you have to subdue him or tranquilize him. So he's asleep, but then he wakes up and he starts shaking the cage and starts screaming, yelling, that's your shadow. Your shadow will come out. Or if you want to think about it in cuter terms, a toddler. If you have a toddler and he's all mom, 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 and you keep ignoring him, he's going to go paint your walls with marker. Mm-hmm. So it's Every very time. important. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness we're out of the toddler stage in this house. <laughs> Me too. Oh, no kidding. Right. Um, I think that's just a fantastic way to look at this. And so when coming in on the dark night, if this is, if you're listening to this, and this is the first time, maybe you started your spiritual path and right away you're getting one, which as Anna says, it happens usually pretty quickly. You get a taste of it and that's like, okay, let's dive in. That's the time to do your shadow work, do your meditation, exactly. go deeper and know you're supported. It's not anything to fear. And sometimes it can be quite peaceful too. Yes. It's kind of nice not having all the chatter all the time um, because it does give you a chance to really get clear on where you're going and what you want to do and who you are and how you want to move forward. So I think exactly. that is fantastic. Um, yeah. Now, Anna, you have something exciting coming up this week. I have with a, shadow work. So share a little bit about this and how people can find it, because this is something that I think more people need to be doing. Um, I have the Embrace Your Shadow Masterclass. It's, it's going to be live on Wednesday, October 21st at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. And um, decide it's it's free. I was um, I was selling it, and then I decided no more people. I need to give as many people the opportunity as we can get into this because we're going into the dark time of year. If you're in the northern hemisphere, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's, it's getting dark fast. Yes, and it's extremely important to do shadow work in this time because all the negative emotions will come out. So I do have that match class. Um, my website's anahume.com and you can scroll down and it's down at the bottom of the page. It is says embrace your, embrace your shadow masterclass and click there to bleh, learn how to talk. Click there to learn more and sign up. Like I said, free to sign up. That's excellent. I want to thank you so much, Anna, because this is a topic that, like you said, not many people talk about it. It's starting to become more normalized, which I think is awesome, needs to be, because this is the one point I think where if somebody's not prepped for it and they don't understand what's going on, this can be a make or break for many people on their spiritual path. Um, And so knowing that you're still supported, they haven't left you, your ancestors are guiding you, whomever it is that you are working with is still there. They're just giving you space to be able to work through some things that you need to work through in order to progress. And so I think that's incredibly important. And I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little bit of your story. Um, I mean, too, (laughs) this is, I love talking about this stuff. It's so much fun. And for those of you listening, I will put Anna's link in the show notes so you can go and register for her masterclass. This is going to be amazing. If you're struggling with this and you want to learn how to go through your shadow or do your shadow work through the dark night, 
um, in a way that's powerful and that can really help you progress forward the way that you're hoping to spiritually. So Anna, any final words you want to put on before we close it off? Yeah, just one last thing. Um, the dark night is, you know, it's scary. It's unpredictable. You don't know what's going to come up. But the good part about it is the reason the gods, the guides, and your ancestors are quiet is because if you're walking along and they're always in your ear talking, 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 which is what happens with me, you're not learning. You're not growing. So that's why they back up to give you the chance to grow. And it's, it's all done out of love. All of it's out of love. Yeah. Think of it as, we'll go back to the toddlers, you know, when kids start learning how to talk and they're always talking, 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 talking. And now mm -hmm. sometimes you just need silence. Um, luckily the gods understand that and they give it to you. Kids, it's a little more challenging, but it's the yeah. same type of idea, right? You sometimes just need that silence to be able to process what you're going through and really get your thoughts in line with who you are and who you're wanting to be. And sometimes you just need some silence to do that. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for coming on and sharing. I'm so excited for Wednesday. <laughs> this is going to be great. One more time. What time and day? It's Octo October 21st this Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central. Excellent. Excellent. And again, I'll be putting the show notes below. Uh, so with that, I want to thank you all so much for joining Anna. I want to thank you so much for coming on. I know I just kind of, we, we haven't known each other very long, but I've been following Anna on social media and really, really loving her, her presence and her message. And so I just took on a whim and said, Hey, we should do a podcast. <laughs> and so we I did had it. Fun. I had a lot of fun. Me too. Well, thank you, everybody. And we will see you or see you. You'll hear you next <laughs> time on the Goddess and Sweats podcast. Take care, everybody. And bye for now. Wow. I just want to thank you again for tuning in today with Anna and I as we chatted about the dark night and the importance of doing your shadow work. I know there were some great nuggets to glean from our conversation and I really hope you're able to take something away that you can implement in your life as you go through your dark night. It's not something, again, that we should be fearing. It's something that we really need to be embracing and looking at it as an opportunity to really get to know ourselves and to clear out any limiting beliefs or ideas or thoughts that maybe we're still holding on to that we need to shed. So I really, really encourage you to do the work and don't be afraid. My first dark night lasted five years um, until I finally figured out what it was I needed to do. So if you're wanting to join Anna's masterclass, Embrace the Shadow Masterclass, you can go to AnnaHume.com, that's A-N-A-H-U-M-E.com and scroll to the bottom of her homepage and click on the masterclass link to join in on Wednesday, October 21st. You can also find Anna on Instagram, at Heathen Spiritual Coach is her Instagram handle. And you can also join her Facebook community, Discover Your True Path. All links will be in the show notes. And I really look forward to seeing you in the masterclass. This is going to be the adventure of a lifetime. <laughs>